0: Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. It's the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers who are on vacation, just like I was. Hi, I'm Mike Fleischman. That's Matt Malum Setter. We're here in the beautiful Loop Studios in downtown Chicago of Radio DePaul Sports. This is a very belated episode 32 in which we are talking about the AFC and NFC championship games that happened while I was on vacation. Um, just just to recap the episode is late i went to cancun yeah for a good sunday through wednesday that's that's a nice well saturday through wednesday that's 5 days yeah you skipped out of of some pretty bad cold yeah, I came, it, I came back and made it worse and came actually. back to the worst cold. Yeah. yeah, it is very cold here in Chicago for our, our, our national and international listeners. It is very, very cold. I'm going to be out on Wednesday working and they say the high on Wednesday is going to be negative 11. Yeah. Um, that's, that's not a high anything.
1: That's yeah, exciting. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a terrifying temperature. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm back. I'm back now. Um, I've never been to Mexico before. Really? What'd yeah. What did you think of it? Like overall? Well, I was very much in a um, one of those all inclusive, yeah, gated resorts.
1: How would you? Right think on of, the guess, Gulf
0: of Mexico, and it was absolutely wonderful. Yeah.
1: What did you think of the resorts? I guess It was what really did nice. You think of
0: Mexico. It was yeah. It was a top tier thing. I have absolutely no opinion of Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> since <laughs> I encountered see- absolutely none of it. <laughs> uh, the resort itself was wonderful. My little sister got married down there, had a great mm-hmm. little destination wedding, not the kind of place that, that I can afford currently on my, my podcaster salary, which is zero, which is nothing. Um, <laughs> but all the same, it was, it was really great to be able to, to do that. Yeah. Uh, one of those, one of those places where I think I expected something labeled as like an all inclusive resort to have like a, caveat to it like you sure. get there and and you and you get there and it's and the only thing not included is food and bedding yeah and the only thing not included <laughs> is something that you need yeah or or something that would make sense to be included like yeah i think it's an, a very american mindset of me yeah to always like assume that there's some sort of fine print that's gonna yeah, make they're trying to con you that's gonna make it <laughs> suck yeah but this place actually there was no fine print to it. So, it was fog. yeah, you walk outside, you walk down to the beach, uh, you order a Mai Tai, you go jump in the Gulf of Mexico. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was, was it was the water warm. It was so warm. Um, it was so warm. Uh, I got so sunburned. Oh. I sunburned the tops of my feet because, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> because on Sunday I yeah. decided that like I put sunscreen on like what I assumed were the important parts of yeah, my body except and then I went into the Gulf of Mexico and it was it was like one of the calmer days because there was some wind and some rain throughout the end of the yeah. the trip but Sunday was very calm and very sunny. So I essentially just like floated in the Gulf of Mexico for about an hour <laughs> like on my back with my feet yeah. splayed out. Course. And, yeah, my feet covered in salt water, absorbing the sun's rays. Don't sunburn the top of your feet. Painful. Painful. Folks, I'm sure. Try not to do that.
1: <laughs> you yeah, ever wear swim shoes? Yeah.
0: Yeah? Yeah, when we, we hike the beach and I have, like, a pair of swim shoes, we, we call them aqua socks.
1: Aqua socks. <laughs>
0: because I think that was, we when I lived in North Carolina, we liked to go, like, uh, tubing down the river. Yeah. And kind of you, you need thing. you need aqua socks yeah. in order to tube down the river. Why? Because the riverbed is essentially just like ah. incredibly sharp stones and Ugh. or goop. Ugh. Yeah. So Gross. You, yeah. And you can't just simply lay on the raft. You have to like get to the cooler that you yeah. tied to the raft and is floating behind you and is filled with beer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Which is more my speed for vacation. Yeah. I I don't I don't know if you like. If you have a, a vacationing preference, but mine is absolutely just like kind of DIY ethic. Yeah. And less of an all-inclusive resort. Sure. Thing. It's more like make, let's make it our own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fun. Which is why this was kind of a fun gear
1: change. Yeah. It was no hands on. All yeah. full hands All off. All full hands off. They did everything. I, I, I am, I am of a, I'm not going to
0: say blue collar. Sure. But I am, I am from a frugal enough background. Yeah. To where I experience guilt when people wait on me, yeah yeah i i wasn't I wasn't really prepared for people to always people always and and i'm not gonna say earnestly because like they're you know these they're folks getting... are doing jobs, yeah, but it was a very earnest way they someone always wanted to know what I wanted which what's that feeling like it's you know the first forty eight hours are nice, yeah. But then you the guilt starts to creep in of like nothing. Yeah, I'm like, good. Can I get something for myself? Actually, I would like
1: to go over yeah. to the bar,
0: please. Yeah, I I would like to. No, is there? Like, can I make my own cup of coffee? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Do you just have like a, a buffet that I can just get myself some dinner at or, or do you have a stove? I can like, cook. Do you guys need any help? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I, you have fun. Good time overall. I did. Good. I was, I had this,
0: this idea that I was going to be like, like sober and proactive enough to remotely record with you from Mexico. No. but, uh, yeah, Tuesday, Monday, and Tuesday. Well, Monday was the actual wedding, so that's yeah, kind of a that's off. Awesome. That was that was off, and then Tuesday, I was, I was neither sober nor proactive in <laughs> yeah, any sense of either <laughs> of those two words. But we did have a uh, championship Sunday on Sunday, and we. F- in last week's episode, felt like this was going to be a pretty good weekend yeah. of football. A good Sunday of football totally was. Yeah, it it lived up to the billing. Absolutely. Maybe not for
1: like, maybe not for all the right reasons. Sure, sure. But uh, both games went to overtime. Mm-hmm. It was it was a lot of free football. Um, some really, really, really good games uh, between both games featured like a a surefire Hall of Fame quarterback and a young up and coming quarterback. Um, we saw. Some of the brightest minds in football on display coaching. These games, Sean McVay, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, um, Sean Payton. Just a lot of 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 stellar football talent in every aspect of the game. Sean Payton, an interesting
0: candidate in yeah. that I think very much like Drew Brees, he has stayed under the radar and also been pretty Teflon in yeah. that he's stayed away from from having bounty great gate. Why is everything a gate? But from having bounty gate really tarnish him yeah. or like drive him out of the league, I think it says something about sort of the priorities of the league hey. in that this guy could be running that sort of a, a a a just clearly corrupt and awful program and then just sort of coast out of it by yeah. getting rid of Greg Williams,
1: sending him up to Cleveland. Uh-huh. Go do your bidding
0: up there. Yeah. It's ridiculous
1: that he escaped from that somehow. Mm-hmm. But. and also survived three straight 7 and 9 seasons uh-huh. with Drew Brees as your quarterback uh but it all evens out in the end and Saints go 13 and 3 and then uh, uh lose on oh boy a Whoa, call boy oh boy a call um i look if the nfl ever wanted la to get into the super bowl for any uh market reasons uh, sure they got it mm-hmm. uh what a call to end the saints and rams game one of one of the strangest
0: things I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. Just bizarre. And I've given I've given
0: y'all like probably about fifteen minutes of monologuing about my thoughts about NFL officiating. Yeah. <laughs> this fits into zero yeah, no. of the points I've made. Uh, uh. This is this is completely singular and I, I don't think I think it's actually utterly devoid of any sort of context. I think it's just one of the most inexplicable things I've ever
1: seen happen. It was, it was, in, it was insane. It was, it was, it was not of the variety of like, let them play, we'll let them play, we'll let them make a little bit of contact. This was, it was an egregious, oh, passenger interference call. It was, it, it, like even he knew, it. like, it, in the post game interview, he was like, yeah, I was looking for a flag, and then when I didn't see one, I was good to go. But you see it in the replay is Roby Coleman hits Alvin Kamara. Um, he gets up slowly and kind of looks around, looks around, no flag, and then he starts celebrating. Like, he knew that there should have been something there. He was trying to stop a touchdown. He was expecting the penalty. And there wasn't one.
0: And that, like, every so many things have to come together. Yeah. including the idea that how many times throughout the course of watching football have you seen a defensive back just literally just throw a shoulder into a wide receiver
1: yeah just light up as he's making a turn receiver. just blow a guy up just run straight through him never i very rarely cuz they know that they can't do that <laughs> yeah, cuz they I, all know that that's not allowed like that's the, it's the kind of play that gets you off a team if it's flagged. Yeah, it's the kind of play that is like, hey, man, it, the, you get called into the front office, and the front office, the GM is like, hey, look, you did something that we all know is so not allowed and easily flagged that I think you might not be smart enough to be playing on this football team. You're gone.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, I, as uh, Packers fans got to watch how easy it is for a defensive back to lose his job yeah, this no. year. I think, yeah.
1: Can you imagine if Jermaine Whitehead did that? Oh, my God. Uh, see ya. How? how He got let go for yeah. God knows what. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, Haha, Clinton Dix got traded for, like, being lazy. Yeah, for, for, for being so, for being somewhat more lazy than a professional football player, which, if we're being real, means that he's, like, Infant, like yeah, in, infinitely uh, less lazy than I don't know me. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 lazy in the context of his colleague. Yeah, in in that he's most likely just sort of Trying ridiculously to, motivated instead of like yeah. uh, uh,
1: unbelievably Singular, mo- yeah. single-minded motivated. Yeah, uh, yeah no, ha uh, Clinton Dix just didn't want to get hurt, uh, which was smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I the, uh, I I was speechless when it happened. I, I completely lost any like ability to form thoughts and I at this moment still feel like I, I can't really say much about it. Uh but the, the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. So Sean McVay is thirty two.
0: Yeah. And he's younger than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Far younger than Aaron yeah. Rodgers. The <laughs> guy is is seven years younger than I am. Jesus. Sure. Yeah, whoa. I hate it when young people achieve things. Yeah, no, <laughs> Let me, me tell too. You. Me too. I it it drives me nuts <laughs> when uh when people who are and as I as I get older and I see like players that I remember from sports now becoming coaches or showing up on television. Yeah. It um yeah, it makes me crazy when I see you see young people accomplish things. Not that I don't feel that I've accomplished things in my life.
1: But I wish everyone had to be like 50 to accomplish something because then it was like, then it's like, no pressure. We get to sit back for a long time and then we can do something. I'm also amazed at how
0: the eye makes, like, it shows you how relative age is. Sure. In that when you're 15, People who are 25 look old. So old. When you're 15, people who are 20 look old. When you're in third grade, the sixth graders look old. Look so old. Sixth graders look like college kids. 25 year olds might as well just have like bonnets and yeah. diapers and- on at this point to my eyes. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and meanwhile, like 50 year olds are like, oh, you know, to, <laughs> yeah, sprightly. Yeah. Because I'm turning 39 this year, so I'm, I'm pretty close to. Uh, to actually, like, being old. I don't feel particularly old. I hope not. But, um, yeah, it's, a, it's amazing, because I look at Sean McVay, I'm like, who's letting this teenager go yeah. to the team? Who's letting like, this child? Yeah, is this the Model UN? What are we doing here?
1: Sean <laughs> McVeigh's negotiating the new NATO agreement.
0: Yeah, like Dave Wanstead's gonna come out from, like, the back door and be like, all right, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> come on. We'll get you a sodi pop. <laughs> <laughs> no he's done an a, a fantastic job with the Los Angeles Rams who shouldn't be in the Super Bowl but yeah they no, are they should be and, and this level of controversy it's it's the thing that's interesting is that you know if 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 a player, If a player doesn't stand at the right posture or attitude during the playing of the national anthem, the NFL has 17 paragraphs that they'd like to publish about it. This happens,
1: they have no words. Silence. Yeah. Uh, I believe like a Louisiana congressman tried to get Roger Goodell (laughs) to answer about it in front of Congress. Yeah, testify in front of Congress. Tell me what happened, Roger. Uh, (laughs) Just tell
0: me. I love the idea that Roger Goodell has any idea what happened.
1: And Roger's like, I don't look, man. I don't know. I hardly do my job. I don't know what they're doing. I was getting down at the tattoo parlor I've... getting a few more words added to the shield. <laughs> Roger would testify in front of Congress. He'd be like, I've done all I can to make sure that they cannot make any correct calls. I've Have you seen my abs? I've done all I can to stifle the referees. Yeah. And they made the wrong call. Look, that's what I wanted. <laughs> Now can I show you this tattoo of the shield on my ass? <laughs> I
0: love the I love the idea that Roger Goodell has any idea what's going on. No, Roger Goodell's, Roger
1: Goodell has no no clue. You, you should just ask Jerry Jones for an explanation of yeah. that. If you're Jerry ask Jones would have given you something. Yeah. Jerry Jones would have willingly said, uh, they're idiots. Uh <laughs> they're dumb. I don't know. He rooted when he should have tooted. I'm a billionaire. <laughs> Look at my mega stadium. I'm drinking oil right now. (laughs) My bones are so dry, I have to drink oil to make sure that the joints can move. I need to lubricate my joints every morning with motor oil. Fill a
0: glass three quarters full with ice. Add two fingers of whiskey and three fingers of
1: fresh unrefined crude. (laughs) I prefer 93. 87 is too low of octane. I call it the oil man. (laughs) My signature cocktail. It's what we serve up in the box. <laughs> Jerry Jones makes his wife drink the oil, man, every day. <laughs> he says, "I'm not going through this alone." Drink it with me.
0: Yes, Congress should investigate this. <laughs> yeah, they should no. absolutely investigate yeah. this. Congress, thank
1: you. We need answers. <laughs> thank God the Democrats took over the House so we can investigate Roger Goodell. <laughs> I I watched. I did not watch this game live.
0: I did watch the the Patriots game. Yeah, towards the end of it, I was doing something tropical. Sure, yeah. during during that first game, I think that was actually when I was floating in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, um, but I watched the replay and all the highlight replays of it, and then they get to that one, and all you can do is just be like, well, "I was fucked," and yeah, <laughs> so right. sort of turn around and walk away. Like that happened, apparently. Yeah. Um, it, that's, that's why you take a, take a real, real advantage. And I, this has, this, it does actually tie back into like my talking points and monologuing before, but like the reason why you really prop up and support and, and promote like refereeing and make it something where you can make a living doing it and you can apply yourself to improving aspects of it and work on it while you're not on the NFL field and make it so you don't have to like be a yeah. part-time contract employee is that referees who have the time to do that are going to produce better refs yeah and are going to make for better games and and if you if you pay them and help them out and encourage like their solidarity they're going to they're going to have a vested interest in making themselves as a group yeah better because they're going to have the time and the the willingness to do that but if they're constantly like pitted against the NFL and labor struggles like they're not going Nothing to good's gonna come yeah it. They're, they're not going to have the ability to do that and I don't I don't I don't think we're I'm trying to like prove causation here with that but like if you if you promote good refereeing you'll get good refereeing or at least better refereeing yeah.
1: if you even tr- make an attempt yeah. to promote good refereeing you'll get better yeah. refereeing Uh, in the NFL it doesn't make any attempt uh, like, was, was that guy blind? He wasn't watching. Okay. Yeah, no. He was he was he was looking up into the booth. He was saying, Where's Jerry Jones? I need an oil man. Yeah. Yeah. My old bones are hurting too much. Yeah, could I have could I have a diet oil man? <laughs> Gotta stay thin. Yeah. <laughs> can you add a splash of Kahlua? <laughs> can I have a Russian oil man? Can we make it so the <laughs> can we make it so the Coke is a diet coke? I don't I don't want all that sugar.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> oh, that was
0: that was a crazy game, though. Los Angeles Rams, what a turnaround for them, though. Yeah, quick. Uh,
1: Jeff Fisher uh, made Jared Goff look like a terrible quarterback his rookie season. Um, and Sean McVay came in in 2017. Matt LaFleur came in in 2017, redesigned that offense around Todd Gurley and Jared Goff, uh, and catapulted them into the... the front runners of the nfl's offensive uh, innovation and uh, a super bowl appearance is what they get for it so uh matt lafleur i think gonna come in and completely redesign this packers offense in a a new way and i think matt matt lafleur is going to be that next are you kidding me you're a teenager what are you doing in the super bowl it's a sea change kind of moment yeah uh the
0: rams have done it with golf the uh oddly enough andy Reid, yeah still an innovator yeah down in kansas city with with uh, Pat M- Patrick Mahomes, who, as I'm going to still maintain, is the second coming of Christ. Yeah, he's insane. <laughs> he's insanely good. Uh, that's that's my segue to this uh, this next game. Patriots beat the Chiefs 37 31 in overtime. Uh, the Chiefs did everything they needed to do to win, except they left Tom Brady more time. Yeah, except they never left it up to their defense. Never leave Tom Brady time. Yeah, no. never do it.
1: <clears throat> the Patriots are the Patriots are so good in crunch time, it, 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 and it's not just Tom Brady. It's their play calling is outstanding. It's it's their wide receivers run such crisp routes. They just don't m- mis-execute things. They execute every single yep. time, no matter what it is. It's 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 flawless out routes, five ten yards out, catch it, get out of bounds. And it's Stop recognition spot. too. Like uh, the Chiefs were running some insane
0: one safety schemes yeah. on plays where New England for sure needed fifteen to twenty five yards. Yeah. And they just go over the middle. And Belichick made some great play calls, like putting Gronkowski out as a wide out. Yeah. In in plays where you need a medium route to the sideline. Yeah. Real good
1: idea. Yeah. Great idea. It's a mismatch You Might want to bring the him. safety over to him. Yep. But then that opens up the other side of uh-huh. the field and the center of the field. Yep. Yeah. It's it's it really is a thing of like Tom Brady executes these plays, man. The play design constantly is perfect. The game planning is flawless. Yeah. They know how to attack weaknesses like nobody's business. It's 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 outstanding. I I think of I think of the Patriots as
0: sort of the the NBA team that doesn't really care about getting first place going into the playoffs, yeah. but because they know that they're built for the playoffs. Yeah, uh, a team full of of veterans who, when the games slow down, yeah are in spots to make plays. Yeah. Thinking of some of these, like the Lakers teams that, that, uh, you know, had, had Kobe on them and then like Alonzo morning and, uh, yeah. Or the Spurs teams as Duncan got really, really old. Yeah. You had like Bruce Bowen and Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker all out the, there in their like late thirties. And yeah. they've like made it onto the court for 55 regular season games, but they're built to, they're built slow the game down in the playoffs. 28 games in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, that that sort of that sort of thing is what the Patriots have right now. Yeah. I mean, even still like the Kansas City Chiefs forced overtime. Yeah. It, it, like Mahomes showed his own yeah. last second drive to get into field goal range. Like they showed it.
1: Yeah. And it, and it came down to I think the NFL's bad overtime rules of bank sudden death for overtime in the NFL is so dumb. Um and it, and it, like, it's actually an, it used to just be any first any, score one. Any point. field now goal it's one. just a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so if you won the coin toss and moved the ball 35 yards. Game over. You had a chance, you had a chance to end it. And I get the idea that an NFL football game is a very long experience. Yeah. <laughs> you have to really strap yourself in for three to three and a half hours of football. You gotta be into it. So, the idea that like if you have an overtime game in which each team gets a possession or you have to play the entire overtime period that you are just sort of signing yourself up for four hours of football at that point. Yeah. That's a lot of football to sign up for. That's a lot of airtime to, to fill up. Yeah. That's a lot of advertisers that get, that get extra run. That's a lot of stuff, but at the same time, yeah. Um, Nothing about football seems set up
1: for sudden death. No, it's such a long game. It's crazy that it can be decided by just one possession. It, 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 it. It's three and a half hours to build to going to overtime, where it kind of comes down to who gets the toss. It comes down to the coin flip.
0: Because yeah, I'm not a guy who rails against the tie. No, I think I, I think, think a tie is a time. is a normal outcome for yeah. football because it it certainly. It implies that you played a certain set amount of time and you tied.
1: You tied. Yeah, that's it. I, I yeah, I think I think ties make sense in the regular season because I don't think we should be going to three overtimes in the regular season. It's not worth it. It no. doesn't matter. In the in the postseason, I think it should just be like a ten minute overtime period where you play to the end of it, and whoever has it is the winner.
0: Yeah, because there, I just I. I think one of the greatest aspects of football is fighting that clock at the end of half or yeah. at the end of the game. Yeah, like the the idea of like the last second drive mm-hmm. is is such a compelling part of the game. Yeah, sudden death takes that away. Boy, Tom Brady, real good though.
1: Tom Brady's still really good. Yeah, <clears throat> he had he had some down moments, and I I thought for the most part in this game didn't play great, but when it comes down to it, when it matters, he's so good. He's so good, Belichick's so good, McDaniels is so good. Their entire offensive game plan is just always is flawless week in, week out. And
0: they just they they find a way. I've been on this all season, but Sonny Michelle, great, great draft Incredible pick. Incredible draft pick. Complete complete like complete player, tenacious running back. I mean who the who on earth is Rex Burkhead? Uh, just the guy who scored two rushing touchdowns yeah, it, it, <laughs> in the AFC championship game and is most likely going to play a huge role in the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl yeah. against the Rams.
1: Uh, Rex Burkhead was their starting halfback to start the season, got hurt, uh, missed a huge chunk of the yeah. year, came back. Um. But, yeah, no, it's like the Patriots just have like nine people that can fill in at any point yeah. in any position and be fine and they'll be good. And when those backups come in, Bill Belichick knows how to adjust the playbook for them knows how to use them most efficiently. I mean, it comes down to like when Cordarrelle Patterson played and played halfback for the Patriots against the Packers. It was just okay. Run him inside. Just knew what to do? Just like it's when he's returning kicks. Yeah. It'll be the same thing. It's it's they just have so many like secondary playbooks and so many game plans for if this goes wrong. What do we do? We have it. we know what we're gonna do. It's it's being prepared for every single situation.
0: There are maybe four teams in the NFL that Julian Edelman is gonna be productive on.
1: Yeah. It's the Patriots. It's I, I think he'd be a good swap for Cooper Cup on the Rams. I think he'd be successful he'd be a, with the Rams. He'd be a good chief. I think he'd be a good chief. He'd be a good Seahawk. Yeah. That's He's a good Patriot. I I I, I he doesn't have He
0: has truly one elite skill. Route running. And hands. Yeah. Cause he does he does things with his hands that like I think his his hands are on like Larry Fitzgerald levels. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the catches he makes and some of the concentration he needs. Yeah.
1: He gets smacked across the mouth
0: uh-huh. when he catches it. And his ability to like just pull things like off the blades of grass. Yeah. It's truly truly amazing. I I, I think he gets underrated. Like people are like he has really good hands. I think that's underrating him by a huge wow. margin. Yeah. Uh, cuz he does he does stuff in controlling the football and like not only hands but arms. Yeah, It's, yeah, because he can go out and catch it with the arms yeah. outstretched and he can also catch it with his body. He makes, he makes one or two of the most improbable plays you'll ever see every time the Patriots make one of these runs.
1: Yeah. It, yeah, last year, two years ago in the Super Bowl, was mm-hmm. it? I guess against the Falcons when they did, yeah. when he was like flipped and still caught it. Do yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, that's complete madness. Yeah.
0: <laughs> i
1: like, I can't even fathom how to do that. Oh, they it, it, p- premium concentration, just like pure concentration. And yet, yeah, nothing like there
0: there's so few aspects of his game that are that remarkable, but there you have it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, and it, the ability to game plan for these guys who like you just know
1: Who's good at what? Yeah, it's knowing exact. It's knowing the strengths of every single player. It's it's never uh, relying on these players to run a game plan that you think that I guess Bill Belichick wants to run. I mean, comparing it to the Packers, I mean, with Mike McCarthy, it was the same scheme that the Packers had run for years, and it was slotting players into that scheme and saying, okay, now go do what James Jones did with 15 years of NFL experience. Go out and run these routes, make these reads. With the Patriots, it's okay. I, I'm. You don't know how to make these reads yet. You're a young rookie receiver. Let's put you in a situation where you don't have to make reads. You just run and get to a spot, and we will have you open through scheming and game planning and multiple levels of route running and stuff like that.
0: So Super Bowl coming up. It's the Patriots again. I'm not thrilled that the Patriots win all the time because it's it's boring. Yeah. But at the same time, like they, it's it's not cheap. Like, I think we've all I've gotten past the idea of like the Patriots
1: as cheaters. Yeah, no, they're just there, there's too many factors in the NFL. They're just too good. Yeah. It's, Bill Belichick just knows how to build a team for the long term, year in and year out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're they're super good. They've <clears throat> they've earned this one. They're playing the Rams who uh the Rams certainly earned a trip to the NFC Championship game. Absolutely they did. Okay. Uh we're going to talk more about that. We're going to do uh we're going to do an episode early next week so in like 36 hours. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be we'll, we're going to preview the Super Bowl more then. So we'll do that then. We'll take a break right now. Uh we'll come and talk about Packers stuff after that break. There's some Packers stuff. Yeah. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. You yeah. got something? Yeah, we got
0: some. But we'll talk about it after the break on Cheeseheads in Chicagoland.
1: No clue that this was something. No, Fantasy Suites, man. What the (laughs) fuck? Why? It's just like LED lights and black lights. Sure. And what was there? There was one like...
0: But you're putting it in on like,
1: like 51st and Pulaski. Like what a strange place for this to go. Oh. yeah like don't look out the, there's like
0: another there's a fantasy suites another one like on Cicero like at like 79th and
1: Cicero why I'm googling fantasy suites why who make this Pink Palace fantasy suites at Rainbow Motel on West Archer
0: yeah there's there's like a lot of fantasy suites around and like I don't think it's a bastion of like prostitution no because they're too expensive yeah they're too expensive so like here's a here's a castle themed one
1: i just don't get it
0: and you know i I, here's a a heart-shaped themed one
1: okay oh there's a playboy one okay okay Alright, well, did they get the, how, did they acquire the Playboy branding? I mean, did they get the trademark for that, or are they just stealing it? Oh, that's, I think there's actually a Playboy hotel in Las Vegas. Oh, okay, Vegas that, gotcha. That, that that's where that's in There's like
0: some weird from. adult, there's, there's some uh, weird adult
1: destinations in Las Vegas. Sure, yeah, no, I forgot, that. what's the weirdest thing in Las Vegas? Weirdest thing in Las Vegas. I forget what it was called, but.
0: Oh, it's. It's the artisan. Google the artisan.
1: Artisan, Las Vegas. I wish this didn't exist.
0: The artisan is just like the single. It's like this. It's like if gentrification exploded. Yeah. It's God. It's like, (sighs) you know, they like glued picture frames to the ceiling. (sighs) Why are why are white people allowed to like design things? And like the the whole conceit of this hotel is that it's adults only. And the uh, the that's okay. I the like the pool that idea. and the pool allows topless women.
1: Oh, uh, I don't like. Okay, you know what? I'm I'm cool with an idea of a hotel where children are not allowed because I don't like kids. Sure, I don't want the whole topless pool thing. I,
0: I, I I'm like. Well, I think I think what what is happening here is that like it looks really good on a website of like, oh, it's oh, ooh, oh, yeah. and then like it's very much like what what you find out about, like the actual swingers scene. Yeah, is that
1: it's just a bunch of fat 50 year olds. That's, yeah, that's what I'm assuming it's like, which I'm like, I don't uh uh-uh. no Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm I'm like, I'm also like, I don't think I want to go to a nude beach or a topless pool anyway, no matter who it is. Sure. Like, I, 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 like, even if it's, like, a... I can't think of a situation where I'm like, that's something I'm excited to do.
0: Yeah. But, it, it, but I, yeah, the artisan is the worst thing that's ever happened to, to design.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, $39 a night.
0: Yep. That's pretty expensive for Vegas.
1: <laughs> Hotel prices are
0: so, so cheap right now. I like that they have, like, Like, all the, all, every photo that the artisan uses to market itself includes no human beings. Yeah, no,
1: for a reason. But then if you,
0: like, there's, like, one picture in this, like, list of, like, one of the actual pool parties at the artisan. It's, like, three dudes in backwards hats and jorts standing around.
1: Artisan Hotel pool party. The coolest, topless pool in Las Vegas is at the Artisan Hotel. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's, all right it like it's so it's just it's designed to it like it's designed to entice like my 14 year old self whose like real true goal in life was to see tits <laughs> that was it that was pretty much my goal at that point the
1: yelp review is s-
0: seriously three question
1: marks <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep, that's You're right. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think a big part of like growing older is is sort of like finding yourself a little bit more wistful for those times as a teenager yeah. where like you had simpler goals in life where the only goals were boobs. Yeah, sure. But, you know, it's <laughs> not too long after that time at 14, I just found myself like kind of sitting down going like, I'm going to need some more goals. <laughs>
1: I need something better. Yeah. This is, this is not good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I crossed that off my list. I'm going to need better goals. Um, <laughs> but Jesus, uh, yeah. Uh, fantasy suites is the single
1: dumbest thing that exists that exists that's in so the world. Stupid. I think that's so dumb. I, I, It, it 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 you know what it is? It's like the hotel version of of the the Ty Pennington show on ABC Family, where he makes the children's rooms like ninja themed. And he's like, "Hey, you told me you like ninjas a a week ago. Here's your ninja room. Enjoy it." And it's just ninjas and turtles, and it looks like it's like a child just like nailed something to the wall. Yeah, uh, Ninja stars on the wall. Hope you enjoy. Uh, I cut myself. Ouch! Ouch! (laughs) Um, It looks like a child thought of everything. The wall hates me. The wall wall hates me. Mom, the wall hurt me.
0: I cut myself on the fantasy suite. (laughs) We have we have the whole king size bed, but you'll only need the edge. It's Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. It's the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers and the NFL and everything. I'm Mike Fleischman. Hi. That's Matt Mellem Setter. Hi. Uh he's on Twitter at Matt Matt. He's on Twitter at Mellum Setter. I'm on Twitter at MP Fleischman. We are on Twitter at Cheese Chicagoland. Uh, the Packers aren't playing right now, so that Twitter account is doing nothing. nothing. Uh, <laughs> we're on Facebook at Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Uh Coming out next week will be our pre-Super Bowl roundtable episode. Um, we might not need an entire table <laughs> yeah. for for uh, for right now. We're hoping to get some folks in to talk about the Super Bowl, though. We'll see if we can get it done. Um, Packers news: There's not a whole lot of it right now. I think we want to touch some of the um, some of the main main points. Point number one being that uh, someone I've never heard of rated the 2018 Packers special teams as the worst in the league, yeah. and. I agree. Boy. Yeah, that's yeah. a compelling argument for that guy being smart.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know who this guy is, yeah. but I think I like him.
0: Yeah, that's it's very much like, oh, okay, so uh I should I should listen to uh to what that guy has to say. I'm trying to looking for where that headline went.
1: Huh. I like
0: this guy. But I don't yeah, this this guy seems to see what I'm seeing. This guy seems smart.
1: Um what else happened to the Packers? This last week.
0: Let's see. I, w- I was adding. I was looking down. They uh, they have added a few new
1: coaches. Yeah. Um, hired a uh, inside linebackers coach Kirk Olivadetti. Olivadetti, excuse me. Tight ends coach Justin Outen and O line coach Adam Stanevich. Uh, Stenovich was a uh, assistant offensive line coach, I believe. Um, who t- turns turns thirty six in March, replacing James Campen. Um, I think James Campen. One of the NFL's premier uh, offensive line coaches did a terrific job in his tenure with the Green Bay Packers, but I think this is a move of Matt LaFleur wanting to fill out his staff with his people and not uh, kind of the the remainders of the Mike McCarthy era. Um, And I think on the defensive side, that's happening with Mike Pettin as well. Um, Last season, Mike Pettin was kind of forced to uh, coach with the undercoaches from Dom Capers. Yep regime and uh kind of holdovers for mike mccarthy and this year uh is being given kind of the green light to fill out his own staff um so well you do see returning is the
0: defensive line coach jerry montgomery and the defensive back coach jason simmons yeah both those guys are coming back and i think that's a pretty wise move and a pretty clear indication of what we saw in that you've got a young bunch of young defensive backs who are actually making strides yeah When they come into this system. And also, I think the, the idea of replacing the linebackers coaches is pretty smart. Yeah. Alvedotti and Mike Smith, who is coming over from the chiefs. Mm -hmm. I think he's the most recent hire that's been announced. You have at the linebackers. That's really an area of improvement in that we, we've seen Blake Martinez be, I think the player that he came into the NFL as, which is like an immediate playmaker and impact guy. Yeah but you haven't seen a lot of development around there, whereas you've seen now this year the defensive line just get completely dismantled by injuries, and some guys get brought in and have to contribute, and they were able to.
1: Yeah, and guys like Tyler Lancaster and Dean Lowry came in and were pretty darn good in replacing Mike Daniels and uh, Mohamed Wilkerson and getting Clark down the stretch. Yeah, mean Meanwhile, like uh, you know, pure project players like Tony Brown
0: and Raven Green and uh, Eddie Pleasant yeah were pressed into service and weren't great, but yet at the same time, like you think you've got you've
1: got somewhere to go yeah, with I, those guys. I think Tony Brown is actually mm-hmm. I think Tony Brown uh after his first few missteps uh in his first basically two times on the field, uh I think Tony Brown played really, really well, uh as a kind of like a third or fourth cornerback, kind of like a a a nickel cornerback, a dime cornerback, somebody who's coming in um in reserve or in packages that call for six defensive backs. I thought Tony Brown has great speed, is able to stick with the guy and he's tenacious enough that in this kind of Mike Pettin man up and beat the guy across from you, that's the kind of system Tony Brown will thrive in. That's the kind of system Jair Alexander thrived yeah, in in, exactly. in
0: year one, yeah. led the NFL in contested passes. Yeah. Which is
1: um Almost a statistic, I think. I think it is. Yeah, it's a a new statistic for sure. Yeah, uh, top contested target rates, Jair Alexander, 36.7%. Second place, Marlon Humphrey, 35%. Third place, Stephon Gilmore, 32.2%. So, I mean, that's beating fine gilmore who's a a number one on the yeah. super bowl see the team. thing
0: that tells me that that stat might actually be a statistic is that number two and number three
1: are legitimately good cornerbacks yeah, yeah yeah like if it was people i'd not heard of i'd be like that's not a statistic yeah i mean robert alford of the falcons at number five uh i mean oh, that's yes. he's good yeah that guy's good he's good so yeah i i, I gilmore was the first team all pro this season so the, my yep. my point is this the jair alexander is uh incredible yeah and
0: is only going to get better yeah hanging on to hanging on to the coaching staff that has been able to take an almost completely turned over secondary yeah it also is a vote of confidence in in Jason Simmons and what he wants mm-hmm.
1: because some dudes got straight fired. Yeah, out of so that a lot secondary. of guys got straight fired. Got a lot of guys not just out of the secondary, like out of this team. This defense, out of the league. Out of this league. Everybody- they
0: fired Jermaine Whitehead out of the league. <laughs>
1: Jermaine they said, Jermaine Whitehead get out of here, dude. Yeah. No more. Uh, they might as well have fired Ha Clinton Dix out of the league. And Jermaine Whitehead goes, what did I do? And, we go, and they go, I don't know, just get out of here. And go goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Yeah, I mean, for for a Like that had to come from somewhere like that had, I'm assuming if, if that didn't happen with Jason Simmons blessing, then he's not coming back. Yeah, He's walking. If you fire one of those, that guy's, that guy's players and he doesn't want them gone. He's not coming back. Yeah. So that to me, that's a vote of confidence, not only in like Patton and Simmons, but in, in like the decisions that were made to just, Throw some guys off the team. Yeah, essentially just like DJ Jazzy Jeff
1: toss them <laughs> just, out the front boop. door. See ya. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I mean, like Ha Clinton Dix. There's a lot of there's a lot of talk of of Washington not being interested in bringing him back. I mean, he'll likely hit the free agent market, and that'll have just been the Packers gathering up a free fourth round pick, basically uh, for someone that honestly, Jamal Williams played better than in the back yeah. half of the season. My Williams didn't play all that well. Yeah, no, he didn't play great. (laughs) He's a step slow, uh, but he was fine. He was serviceable, and honestly, Ha Clinton Dixon for seventh year was not even serviceable. um, So that's kind of about what's happening with the Green Bay Packers.
0: Uh, That is about what's happening. Of of draft and free agency stuff is going to be going to be fun to follow. I really think that while I still don't follow the college game, yeah. F- starting to follow the draft has been really enjoyable.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love following the draft. Uh, it's <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. Are you keeping up with the senior bowl stuff? No. no I nope. Mean, still I- can't follow college stuff. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, it's a, uh, it's
0: sec girls' sectionals have started in high school basketball. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, right. Yeah. I-, I got off the plane Swamped. from Cancun and I'm, I've just, I'm, I've waited all the way into the swamp. I'm yeah. It's February is going to happen <laughs> and most of it's going to happen in the gym. For me, so good. At least you'll be warm. I'm fired up. I'm I I love it. I I've, I've caught the high school basketball fever. So, um uh, anywho, uh, safety. There are a lot of safeties out there. You could sign one if you wanted. I hope that Landon Collins is out they there. They do. I would. I think the Packers should go after Landon Collins. Yeah. I think they've got Absolutely. Landon Collins money in their pocket to put on the defense. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, the Packers do have Landon Collins. Packers are gonna have a. Estimated to be about like $40 million in cap mm-hmm. space this year. Um, Eric Reed is out there. Eric Reed's out there. There's, I mean, there's the possibility of also cutting uh, Nick Perry and G- Jimmy Graham, um, which would free up another $11 million after June yeah. 1st, I, be- I'm I believe. I'm not in love with cutting Jimmy Graham. I'm also not on that board. I-, I want Jimmy Graham back on this team for next year. I think Jimmy Graham... Expectations for Jimmy Graham were so outrageous. Uh, like, this podcast included, but yes. Yeah. Like, people expected Jimmy Graham to like, score 15 touchdowns and have 1,000 yards. And, like, that's just not how the tight end is used in today's NFL anymore. Uh, for him to have, like, 500 yards and 50 catches is, like, right. Cool. That's the best tight end production yeah. we've had in years. That's the best tight end production the Packers have had since Jermichael Finley. Uh, Jared Cook didn't play that well. Like, no. There hasn't been anyone that has produced like that out of the tight end position this it, it, for the Packers in years, in like almost a decade. It, yeah. Jimmy Graham, I think, needs to come back for a second season, especially in Matt Lafleur system. Is is what we saw from Jimmy Graham was that he's not a perfect blocker, but he's willing to chip. He'll he'll help out a little bit. He's not great at it, but he's a willing blocker in some situations. He works best as a receiver and Mike McCarthy. I mean, this is comes from Martell's Bennett and um, Mercedes Lewis. Like, Mike McCarthy's system is terrible for tight ends. He didn't run anything that's beneficial for tight ends to get the ball in space and move. And so the hope is that Matt LaFleur does that. Uh, they did a great job in Tennessee building an offense at the beginning of the year to be structured around Delaney Walker, a true number one receiving option at the tight end position, who then, of course, went down immediately. And it took him a while to get away from that game plan to a more running-based game plan. But the point is that Matt LaFleur will know how to use the tight end. Yep. And I I, I want to see Jimmy Graham in a situation where uh, the offense is built around being able to use the tight end.
0: Terran Matthew out there yeah. as well. L- less of a complete player. Yeah. But a real interesting, a
1: real uh, electrifying yeah. option
0: at safety. Yeah. Much, much more. Of a single dimensional player,
1: yeah. Uh, Landon Collins kind of a uh, more of a strong safety, mm-hmm. somebody who can who can come up in the box and blitz the passer, who can w- help in run coverage, who can do a little bit of coverage, do a little bit of deep end coverage. Tran Matthew much more of a a free safety slash like nickel corner type of guy, somebody who can come up in man coverage, guard the slot be an effective coverage man as well as like kind of a roaming ball hawking safety and can contribute in like punt returns stuff like that. Of course, the unsure if Tremont
0: Williams is coming back. Yeah. I, I think that if uh, if you don't sign him to be a player, you just put him
1: on the coaching staff. Yeah. Immediately. Uh, yeah. I mean, Tremont Williams, I think his cap hit will be like $6 million next year, which uh, to be honest with you, I think that $6 million can probably go somewhere else and yeah. do better. Um, so I would hope to restructure him for like two to three million dollars, or yeah, throw Oma on that defensive secondary staff. He's got ties with Pettin, and I'm sure Pettin would love to have him. Yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting thing there. This article also
0: had a list of some of the some of the possible edge rushers out there, and now I can't find it because I'm of course just uh oh, it's above that there. They're high. um, some in some actually very good edge rushers. Yeah. Are are available in free agency. Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah. Jadevian Clowney, I think, is the most interesting one.
1: Yeah. Because
0: he had so much of his early career cut short. Yeah. And also, he's been overshadowed by JJ Watt, who is some sort of like a a human monster person. Yeah. Clowney's six foot five. He's Uh insane. Yeah.
1: Clowney is such, and he's still young. He's, yeah, he's still, he's 25 years old. Yep. He'll be a restricted free agent, I believe, right? Mm hmm so the the Texans will have the opportunity to match any contract he receives Um, but I I would not be opposed to going after Trey Flowers yeah also available he's he's been outstanding for the Flowers wrecks people yeah he's been outstanding for the Patriots I I'm always questioning anybody coming out of the Patriots system and their success long term sure situations just Just Flowers is a one-on-one
0: matchup guy though the Patriots don't use him in some sort of scheme yeah they tell him to Beat his assignment. They just tell him to go. Yeah, Anthony Barr. Yeah, I don't want him. <laughs> uh-uh.
1: Not on my team. He's a
0: yeah. Uh, he's a,
1: he's a, a legit good player. Bit of a bit of a headhunter though. Yeah, I'm I'm and I'm I'm sure he's not he's not going to command any kind of money. No. Uh, like a Jadavian Clowney, uh, like a Trey Flowers, like a Demarcus Lawrence. I think Anthony Barr will be demanding like eight million dollars. Ezekiel Ansah. Yeah, coming over
0: from the Lions. I would say I would say no to Ansa. Yeah, well, he's, he's. I have not. I've. I have very rarely seen him change a game. Um, and like edge rusher is one of those positions where like even the mediocre ones will occasionally like change a game. Yeah, Kyler Fackrell changed a few games. He absolutely did in in the Packers' favor this year. It's it's a it's a position where, I yeah I don't
1: I don't really see. He only played seven games this year. Yep. So it, he had a rough, rough season with injuries this this year. Um, but last year he had twelve sacks. Twenty seventeen he had twelve sacks. Um, Twenty sixteen he had two. Twenty fifteen he had fourteen point five. So he he's proven that he can be effective when he's healthy and able to play the full games, play all the games. It's just uh, it's been a few years in a row that he hasn't, a few off and on years of not being able to play full games. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't quite know. Don't quite know what it is that keeps me
0: down on him, but there's something, there's something in my brain. It's probably just my brain being, yeah. <laughs> being its normal special self. That's okay.
1: Nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah, but but there are there are interesting solutions out there.
1: Free agency is going to be fun. Draft is going to be a fun. a lot of fun. I I, I think Gutkows has the money now to fill up this roster with talent. Our our draft class is going to take about $11 million um, off the books, and so that leaves... You can spend it on Cole Beasley. You can spend it all on Co- Cole Beasley. I think we give $30 million to Cole Beasley. Yeah. Just uh, $30 <laughs> million a year, Cole Beasley. Come on, buddy. It's uh, not that I'm entirely skeptical about Cole Beasley. Uh, he's he's fine.
0: He's... It, it's it's more of a matter of, like, there's... I have a feeling that the, the NFC North is going to be chasing Golden Tate. Yeah, because I don't I don't I think the uh the bears bears need uh particularly the Nagy system. Yeah. Loves Thrive, Golden huh? Tate love a gadget. Yeah. He love a he love an inside screen, he love an outside screen, he love a reverse. Yeah, uh, he Have I seen him throw? Is he a
1: thrower? I feel like he's a thrower. I feel like Golden Tate's a thrower. Throw. Golden Tate throw. Golden Tate trade. No. That's not it. Um as he passed?
0: Working. Yeah, I f- I feel like I remember him having thrown a pass or two. Yeah, he's thrown a few passes. Okay, and he's he's one of those one of those work ethic guys. I just the NFC North is going to be chasing him because if the Packers aren't going after Golden Tate, I don't know quite what they're
1: doing. He's thrown one pass, one touchdown. Okay, uh, a flawless rating, probably eight point three,
0: probably against the Packers.
1: Uh, I was with Seattle. So <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's probably one of the reasons. And I'd I'd love to put a guy that I despise. Yeah, for all the right reasons. On on Green Bay. Oh, like, I love Golden Tate. I despise Golden I love Tate Golden, because he's so good.
1: I love Golden Tate so much. He relishes much. he
0: relishes winning, and I've watched him and his teams beat the Packers a lot, and I've watched him relish
1: that. Yeah, I and want. It makes him. me
0: insane.
1: I love Golden Tate. <laughs> I love a player who will just talk shit to no end yeah who will just get in your face and not and let you know that he's so much better than you it's not funny mm-hmm. and having golden tate on offense doing that Devonte adams does it a little bit having jair alexander on the defense doing it oh man that's a that's a an edge to this team that i think it's it it is lacked for so long it for yep. so long has been this kind of quiet team that will just kind of roll over unless aaron Rodgers wills them to victory and I want somebody like Golden Tate who will just scream at guys, who will just rip people a new one. So we're we're in wait and see mode. We haven't announced
0: the new special teams coordinator yet, but I'd prefer someone who actually coordinates
1: uh, anything. That'd yeah, be good. Who tries. Yeah. Because it, like uh, it seemed like Ron Zook didn't have any clue what was happening uh, for big chunks of the season. Um, and we were saying before we pressed record, he
0: had, and still has, or, or doesn't have any more because he fired, uh, but he had a good punter, a good kicker, and a good long snapper. Yeah. Like, your three actual, like, devoted special teamers.
1: Yeah. No, your three, like, actual special teamers. Like, he had good players. Yeah. They are just fine. Yeah. They were good. Yeah. Uh, for years, he had great gunners and stuff like that as well. Like and Trevor Davis and Jeff Janis were yeah. good gunners. He had he's had good returners. Mm-hmm. It, it's just that this team, especially the they teams didn't for the have Packers, a single
0: good returner this year.
1: No, not this year. But like the, the special teams for the Packers were always just raked over the coals with penalties. Just time and time and time and time and time and time and time again. Um, th- they interview Packers interviewed Tom Quinn, uh, formerly of the Giants special teams. Um, through 2017, huh. uh, and partially this year, I believe. Um, they were not terrible every year. They were last. I uh, they were last in the league in 2017. They were second in 2015. <laughs> so I don't know what it all it is. Pro Bowl is happening. I love
0: Pro Bowl. No, I don't. Uh, Pro Bowl is the biggest joke in sports. <laughs> it's a fake football game. At least. Filled with so fake all-star. So when they play the NBA All-Star Game, yeah, they let the NBA players do awesome stuff.
1: Yeah, they let them have fun. Nobody has ever done anything awesome
0: in the Pro Bowl.
1: Uh, only awesome moment I can think of in the Pro Bowl is Sean Taylor lighting up that kicker. <laughs>
0: You ever see that? I have. When he yeah, the that punter, was pretty cool.
1: tried to run for it, and Sean Taylor
0: just comes nothing. Super. Nothing awesome has ever happened in the Pro Bowl. No, I mean like no one has ever dunked the ball. No, like no one's. That's actually a penalty. Yeah, so you can't dunk it through the shack. Like throwing lobs is is you know so that's that's what's fun about the NBA All Star Game. Like you know Giannis just going absolutely just ham, being Giannis last year, trying to score forty five. And dude's winning the MVP this He's year. He's so good. I I love Giannis. Guarantee it. I love Uh, Giannis. I was saying he was going to win the MVP this year like while the playoffs were going on last year. People were like, are you serious? I'm like, I am serious. Uh, (laughs) He's off the rails. He's insane. So the Pro Bowl quarterbacks, Drew Brees, who's not participating, Uh, Jared Goff, who's not participating, Aaron Rodgers, who's not participating, Russell Wilson, who is participating, Mitch Trubisky, who is participating, and... (laughs) prescott who is participating on the nfc mitch trubisky is a pro bowler uh chicago bears fans are never gonna let me forget that ever like mitch trubisky could literally be like like making me a subway sandwich in four years yeah and they'll be they'll be like gloating about their pro bowl quarterback
1: well i said i said i think it was last week or two weeks ago i don't think that i don't think Trubisky's gonna get the second contract and uh, he's i think he's gone after his rookie rookie contract um I mean, uh, you want to talk you mean about Pro Bowl or Mitch Trubisky? I mean, Pro Bowl or Mitch Trubisky's gone after his next contract. Um eh, eh. I mean, look, if if these are Pro Bowl numbers, then I think I might make a Pro Bowl. Um 3223 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 picks. Um Uh okay.
0: What do you want from that? He certainly uh, he certainly played quarterback for the Chicago Bears. 230 yards a game. Yep. Oh, All right. right. Uh, nobody goes to the darn Pro Bowl and that's that's showing you yeah I what, mean all of the players that are playing in the Pro Bowl this year are subs for the Yeah players. like I'm reading down this this list of players and like everyone has a star next to them, that, them like they were actually selected but they're not going Todd Gurley of course he's got to go play in the Super Bowl Saquon Barkley who is actually very good Ezekiel Elliott who's good Alvin Kamara um he might actually go he's very good uh Julio Jones Michael Thomas these guys are good. Adam Thielen.
1: yeah. Well, I mean, like Matt Ryan didn't make the mm-hmm. Pro Bowl this year. You want to hear Matt Ryan's stats? I bet they're better than Mitch Trubisky's. Seventy percent completion rate percentage. Mm, uh, that's good. Four thousand nine hundred twenty-four yards. 30, oh, that's very good. Thirty-five touchdowns, seven interceptions. Nice. One hundred eight point one rating. Uh, did not make the Pro Bowl. Better than Trubisky. Mm, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really, yeah. really, really good. Uh, I, I think. It's like fan voting, right? For the yep. Pro Bowl, yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It's meaningless. Vontae Adams is uh, is drawing some
0: press down there. He's really having having fun. And if for some of these guys, it's like a nice recognition.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. It it would yeah. I mean, like it, it, a Pro Bowl is necessary for your contract. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like I, a story came out the other day of of, of former Patriots uh, linebacker Brandon Spikes not making the Pro Bowl, and crying in his locker about it. And Tom Brady coming up and saying, what are you crying about? We win games here. The Pro Bowl doesn't mean anything. You think I'm playing for the Pro Bowl? I'm playing for rings. And the the situation is, like, if you get the Pro Bowl, like, on your accomplishments list as a linebacker whose average career is going to be six years, that's going to give you a bump when you're able to negotiate contracts is to be like hey i yeah you might have had that incentive in the contract that you're currently signed yeah you're like see i made the pro bowl like i am i deserve a little bit more money per year or i should get an incentive added on for when i Mm -hmm. make the pro bowl next it's an opportunity for these kind of lesser known players besides the quarterbacks to get something onto their accomplishments list and use that as a negotiating tactic to get more money in their next contract or get money from an incentive on their current contract um but because it's selected by, like, fan voting and results, like, it, it's basically meaningless. It, it, like, means nothing. Yeah, it, it, mean, it means nothing. We should
0: not let the fans vote on how much money a player should get. Yeah, no. Hi.
1: <laughs> That's my economic rant for this week. Yeah, it's we should way. also not let the fans vote on, like, who gets a rewarded for something like this. Because, like, hey, guess what? Fans don't know anything. Uh-huh. For the most part, fans don't know what damn thing. So, that's it. That's
0: it. Um, Zach Ertz can't go. That's that's too bad. George Kittle, I think, earned, earned a he spot, bright earned spot, a spot for the, uh, for the 49ers out there. I don't care about the offensive line. There's no one really on, on, uh, on defense that's actually Going, that's going to be any good for the NFC?
1: Anthony Barr is going this year. Um, Landon Collins going this year. Yep, but he's 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 not going. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins is filling in for him. But he he was Ky-
0: Kyle Fuller got selected. Eddie Jackson. The Bears sent a lot of defensive guys. Yeah, Bears defense was good. It it's, was really good.
1: There, I think they'll be in trouble in a a year or two with the contract situations. But um, it worked out well this year.
0: Uh. <laughs> I like the idea that the special teams kicker for the NFC is Aldrich Rosas from the New York Giants, who I've literally never seen play football. <laughs> oh, cool! I haven't. Mike Dixon for the uh, Seattle Seahawks is the puncher. That's awesome. He's Three. the Australian guy, right? Yeah, he's. Good for him. he's awesome. And uh, the AFC, I uh, care about even less. Uh, Andrew Luck is going. Deshaun Watson is going. That's good because uh, they're both good Mahomes rivers and Brady are not, not participating in this. Uh, James Connor getting the nod for Pittsburgh. That's pretty cool. He had a good, good season. He's in a good year. Uh, despite Pittsburgh sort of just crumbling a bit, Melvin Gordon going, that's really cool. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. Can't go. He's injured.
1: Tyree kill is not going. Keenan Allen is that's cool. Keenan Allen's, Uh you know i think is one of the most underrated route runners in the nfl he he's he's outstanding uh travis kelsey who should go to the pro bowl every year and just yell
0: at people another guy i would just love to have on the yeah. packers you talk about those attitude guys who just like want to just tell you how good they are
1: yeah love it times. anytime yeah. someone is going to tell you how good he is i'm in for it yeah kelsey kelsey is one of those
0: one of those guys that like Another another guy. He hasn't played the Packers. He hasn't beaten the Packers enough, like Golden Tate yeah. has. To All where right. I to where I care about him. But yeah. you watch him and you kind of get irritated. Yeah, he has aged into his game pretty well. though. Yeah, he's he's Cause sti- he came into the league like just like t- trying to just embarrass people. Yeah, And he's still and uh, he embarrassed himself sometimes early on more often than he embarrassed others. Yeah, he's moved that ratio into a better position now. It's a better ratio. <laughs> yeah, he's got a better ratio of embarrassing others to embarrassing himself. Uh, the kicker for uh, the AFC is Jason Myers, who I actually probably have seen play football mm-hmm. and not remembered about it. Uh, Brett Kern from the Tennessee Titans is a person that's uh, that's that's good. All right, yeah, Pro Bowl. I don't I don't care about the Pro Bowl. I don't I don't either.
1: It 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 really. I remember is. when it used to
0: be after the Super Bowl and it was in Hawaii and two people watched it. No, yeah, it, yeah, they used to do it in Hawaii. They do it after the week after the Super Bowl, and it generated absolutely no interest. And so it, this this move of like do it the week in between the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl this is kind of new, and it's uh,
1: still generating no interest. It's still generating
0: absolutely no interest. Yeah,
1: I I I th- I, I think. The skills competitions are so much fun. I I love the skills competitions of the Pro Bowl. I think the game is stupid.
0: Yeah, you're you're definitely like a measurables guy. You're a combine guy as I well. I love combines guy. I can combine. see I can see how this these two things yeah, love match it. up for love you. Love
1: it, love it. I love I love the skills ch- new thing at the skills challenge this year is having non like non players of that position do the skills challenges as well. So like they had <laughs> Von Miller and Adam Thielen do the quarterback throwing competition too. So it was it was all the quarterbacks that are here in the Pro Bowl, and then also one from each side who's not a quarterback. And it was Adam Thielen, I think, scored ten, and like Trubisky scored eleven. Like it was <laughs> like Von Miller, I don't think scored. Like I think Von Miller had like two points, if that, and like couldn't hit the basics and looked like he had never thrown a football before. Get those linemen out there. Yeah, like, I loved it. The, it the was the past so much fun. It was yeah, right. Like I, that's what I want. Like I want an interior guard like running the like obstacle course. Like I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I want, I want, uh, I want Adam Thielen to also do the kicking drills and like see how far he can kick it and make a field. Like I want to, I want to see out of position players doing everything, because like that's as close to an average Joe as we can get at the Pro Bowl is like a wide receiver doing a field goal kicking drill or a a, a guard running the obstacle courses. So
0: I love those kind of things. One final shout out after. The Bears lost their wild card match with the uh, the classic double doink po- Cody Parkey kick. Uh, a some some team or business or radio station or some Chicago thing offered a kick a 42 yard field goal. Oh yeah, it was, it was Goose Island. To yeah, Goose Island. Good on you, Goose Island. Uh, got no a one. bunch of rubes yeah. out to try and kick a 42 yard field goal because uh, we love to think that kicking field goals is very easy. It's one of those things that can be very reductive when you watch it on television, very much like golf.
1: Yeah. You're like, oh, it's so easy. Yeah,
0: golf looks very easy when you watch it on television. Then you stand out on a golf course and you wonder wonder God, why God hath created this fool's errand of a game uh, as as you've just put like three of your golf balls into the water hazard and you don't really know how many more golf balls you
1: have in and your you bag also, And you also don't know how they got into the water. Yeah. You're like, no, but I, I thought I was aiming straight forward and now they're straight to the side in uh-huh. a 90 degree angle from where I'm aiming at.
0: Why didn't the club hit the ball? Um, Yeah. 42 yard field goal. They, they look like they look easy and not those. Yeah.
1: Those, uh, the uprights are high. Impossible. It's so hard. It's very difficult. It's very, 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 very difficult.
0: Like one of my favorite things to do as, as a a football broadcaster is to, to walk the field before the games, which I, it's something that I didn't know that you could do while the teams are warming up. Yeah. You can just go walk around. Whoa. Like on the field in high school. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Like you get, you get field access before the games and you know, you can talk to assistant coaches and generally like, generally i don't talk to the players because i don't think that high schoolers have very much to offer me yeah (laughs) as far as as far as like they're still in quotes for the game they're
1: still in that only goal in life is boobs stage so (laughs) they would love a fantasy suite with a topless pool
0: Uh, yeah Um, they'd love the artisan yeah um but but yeah just watching the kickers work yeah is is so much fun I, i i tend to um especially if i've got a free moment like a, and the the kickers are like pacing themselves back to get their distance yeah. cuz you know you start at like the 10 and and you work yourself back yeah. to to get your leg warmed up to count count how accurate the kickers are mm-hmm. and boy in high school like the kickers who you consider good are hitting are hitting half half the time
1: yeah kickers that are good are hitting the point afters 50% of the yep. time yeah and yeah some of the well, not the point afters
0: because the point afters are still the short ones. Yeah. In high school, those are, those are pretty, pretty reliable. Consistent. Yeah. I I don't think you, I think you could have done less than 100 people on a normal PAT attempt. Yeah. Straight on. You would have had someone just bloop it over. Those are a little bit easier. But yeah, like actual field goal kickers are, are rare. And then you get the, the
1: odd good one where you're like, oh, that's a weapon. Is. Yeah. That's a weapon in high school football. <laughs> have somebody even hit from 25 yards out? One of the coaches that, that we covered
0: had a, had a kicker, like I think a young, young sophomore or maybe even a freshman who would like, you could see already like this kid's going to be a legitimately good kicker, Yeah, most likely be able to move on yeah. in his career doing coach it. Did. And the coach was just angry. It's just like, I hate that I have a kicker because it makes me have to make decisions. <laughs> Because you know he's an old school coach and yeah. so an old school team that runs wing T. Yeah. You know, if you score a touchdown, you go for two. If you have a fourth down on your on your opponent's side of the field, you go for it. Yeah. Like, he's like, we get we get inside that thirty yard line. I have to think now.
1: Yeah, I have to be like, God. <laughs>
0: yeah. You can kick it and make it. Yeah, like this kid can go out and make it. And he's like, but now I have to go coach the rest of my team to line up for field goals. <laughs> I don't
1: like doing my yeah. job. <laughs> I wish my job was easier. Yeah. I only had to do one thing.
0: Yeah. I, I I, love that. I love that sentiment. That was one of my favorite, favorite parts of the season is, is, and it's like, it can be a legitimate sort of thing. I'm like, do I, I think I have to kick a field goal here. God. I've been, I've been coaching here point. for over a decade and I've never had to kick a field goal before. <laughs> now I have a kid who can do it. Damn it. Okay. Cheez Ed's in Chicagoland, Uh, thank you for listening to our cool podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you. Tell your friends about our cool podcast. We'll be back early next week for the NFL Pro Bowl Roundtable. We're not actually probably going to talk about the Pro Bowl during it at all.
1: the Pro Bowl week, so Mm -hmm. it counts for
0: something. Mm -hmm. We will talk about the upcoming Super Bowl and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. We're going to see who we can get on this episode. Uh, So tune in next week. And we'll be back then. Uh there's uh, there's no head cheese head to award. Was I don't think there are any former Packers. Devontae Adams. He made the pro Bowl. Yeah, Devontae That's Adams. It. He's the uh he's twenty he's head cheese head of twenty eighteen. Yeah. Uh he, he he won that award more often than anyone else. I, I gave it to Byron Bell. One week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so okay. yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, to, to absolute hack with it. But uh twenty nineteen already we're mostly done with it. Yeah. <sighs> uh.
1: <laughs> no. Hey, Matt. What should people do? Uh, people should stay cheesy, baby.
0: All right.